alaikum. Thank you. Thank you, Khuram. Thank you, Khakan, for turning up. Actually, we're going to start this webinar. Uh, this is the PID. My name is Nadeem Uthak. Khuram Hussain. Everybody knows Khuram Hussain. He's a very popular columnist. He also heads the the uh, Profit magazine, which is one of Pakistan's most successful uh, business magazines, and uh, has established himself very well as, as a, a very well-known economist in the country. So, um, uh, you know, I'm happy to have both of them here. So let me begin by uh, just giving you a very short, I'm sure all of you have seen our paper, but let's begin with a very short presentation by Vakar Ahmed, one of the authors of the paper. Vakar Sahib, would you like to do a short presentation? Then we'll go for the discussion. Uh, let me start by some uh, basic facts of our economy. Just uh, remind that our long-term growth is declining, uh, which is very critical for us to keep in mind while having this, this discussion. And uh, the second thing is that the both uh, key drivers of growth are also having a long-term declining trend. Both investment and total factor productivity are declining over the time in Pakistan. So these are the just uh, two, uh, two or three key factors that we should keep in mind. And uh, now if we come to the IMF program, uh, especially the, uh, uh, the seventh and eighth review uh, reports, which uh, happened on, uh, sep you know, on September, Pipe uh, notes that uh, we should, uh, the IMF program as well, should focus on growth uh, because uh, Pakistan needs a sustainable growth rate of around 8% over a long period. However, uh, the review report shows that the economy of Pakistan uh, starts overheating at a growth rate of uh, around 6%. And Pipe uh, notes that the primary reason of this uh, overheating is uh, uh, basically, uh, substantial regulatory and productivity constraints. Uh, I, I present here just one example. Uh, just look at the government footprint. Pied estimated said the government footprint in the form of regulations, uh, public sector enterprises, and uh, uh, general government spendings is more than 80% of the GDP. So uh, our government is having a huge footprint in the economy. And uh, the second point, the review report also suggests that uh, the state bank will continue a tight monetary policy um, to restrain the higher inflation expectations. Uh, if we if we go through the review report, uh, you can find that the state bank and IMF agreed that uh, a tight monetary policy uh, unless they achieve a positive real interest rate. Uh, however, Pait uh, notes that the real interest rate would remain negative uh, during the uh, program period. And uh, if we consider that if we have to take the real interest rate positive territory, then uh, it implies that the nominal interest rate would be uh, higher than 25% or even more. So it will be it would be a challenging uh, environment for the state bank to contain inflation uh, through uh, monetary measures. Uh, the primary reason which Pi knows that is that the current wave of inflation is because of supply side shocks. Uh, instead of demand, uh, demand side shocks, Pied estimates suggest that the supply side pressure uh, contribute around 80% of current wave of uh, inflations. And uh, we agree with IMF that all concessionary interest rates should be eliminated uh, to ensure that uh, the policy rate has the teeth. Uh, but unfortunately, we don't uh, see the program recommending a time path or a, a framework to achieve this goal. Uh, so uh, we uh, we wish to have something on how to achieve this, how to eliminate this these concessionary uh, interest rates. 
And uh, if we go through further on the review report, uh, you, you can see that uh, uh, the review report also uh, encouraging the development, uh, developmental financial institutions. Uh, but uh, uh, we know that uh, in Pakistan's growing environment, uh, these uh, development financial institutions, uh, instead of boosting industrialization, they created an environment of subsidies and rent seeking. And uh, we have to close uh, several of these uh, development financial institutions with huge losses to the government. Uh, so we have to be very careful about this thing as well. And uh, if we uh, have a look on the fiscal measures and especially on the taxation side, uh, what we find that the review report uh, has not addressed the structural issues of taxation in Pakistan. And uh, the proposed measures uh, in the report uh, report uh, make the taxation more complex. What Pied is suggesting that we should rationalize the withholding taxation and uh, we should uh, uh, increase the general sales tax coverages and focus on point of sale uh, integration, uh, which is still incomplete. And uh, the most critical thing is that we have to treat all the incomes uh, uh, as a universal. For example, in case of Pakistan, agriculture income is still uh, uh, non-taxable. So we should introduce universal income tax and eliminate this filer and non-filers uh, distinctions, which is creating a lot of problems. Uh, furthermore, uh, the program uh, does not stress on the expenditure reforms and focused only on the tax revenue side. Uh, we are suggesting here is that we should have also consolidated uh, on uh, our expendi expenditure side as well. We have to close down inefficient public agencies uh, with uh, zero based budgeting. And uh, we have to limit the ministries and unions. And especially we have to focus on how to establish a new agencies. Uh, we limit setting, setting up new agencies and new agencies to be set up only after proper casting and open parliamentary approvals. And uh, we have also recommended some pen, pension reforms as well. Uh, now, if you look at the, the contingent uh, liabilities, uh, which is a huge empty hole in the fiscal management and the uh, review report has not uh, considered this aspect as well. And these contingent liabilities are putting an unwanted pressure on the fiscal resources. And review report has also recommended the implementation of uh, Treasury single accounts too. Uh, however, we observed that the Treasury single account uh, uh, one has not been fully implemented due to many bottlenecks and resistance, especially from bureaucracy. and. What PIDE is suggesting that we have to address the capacity issues uh, in order to have an effective implementation after every single accounts management. And for that, we have to revamp our uh, civil services. Uh, now, if we look at the uh, debt profiling, then uh, the review report is projecting that uh, the current account deficit would be around 3% of GDP. And uh, uh, review report also projecting an increase in the external inflow. However, PIDE notes that the extracting external flow uh, inflow without adopting structural reforms uh, would be a daunting task for the government as we are seeing it now. What PIDE is suggesting is that uh, establishment of independent debt management office and uh, this uh, debt management office can be found by uh, merging the uh, national saving accounts and debt management functions of Ministry of uh, Finance and state banks. And uh, this proposed track debt management office uh, could able to bring the savings into formal channels by introducing different uh, uh, instruments in the uh, market.
Uh, once again, uh, state-owned enterprises reform has been highlighted in the review report and different methods have been discussed and some of them also mentioned in the review report. What PID is suggesting is that we uh, need uh, an autonomy, uh, autonomy, the state-owned enterprises need autonomy with accountability, which cannot happen if the practice of taking all decisions by the ministries and central level uh, without transparency uh, remain in place. The autonomy of state-owned enterprises can only be achieved by empowering the bo boards of the managers instead of secretaries and ministers. So we have to uh, uh, take away the board's management from ministries and secretaries. And for that, we also have to develop our local expertise instead of relying on the technical assistance from uh, international development partners. Uh, the one key aspect that the review report uh, ignore according to Pite's uh, uh, initial uh, review is the, the regulatory issues. Our economy is heavily uh, regulated and uh, these regulations are bearing huge economic losses and con are constraining our investment. Uh, the one best example is uh, the PEPRA system, which we have introduced on the edge of World Bank. And uh, officials uh, feels that it causes huge time delays and increased cost in public procurement processes. Our uh, discussion between Auditor uh, General and PIDE has also confirmed that uh, there are many inefficiencies caused by this PEPRA system. So we, have, we also have to rethink about uh, these regulations uh, that are in place. And uh, now if we look at uh, the review report, there is a stress on the corruption and uh, how to address this corruption uh, issue. Um, but uh, we at PITE are uh, feeling that uh, this corruption mantra actually are hurting our uh, investment uh, climate. And uh, we have to focus on transparency. And uh, although both transparency and accountability go hand in hand, but uh, we are too much focused on accountability, but we have to focus on uh, transparency first. And uh, that will also help us uh, to have some climate uh, investment climate, improve investment climate. Uh, now, if we talk about the financial sector reforms, uh, there is uh, not much uh, in the review report, Pied notes that. Uh, we have to uh, consider the financial sector reforms as well. For example, uh, just look at the entry in the banking sector, which is virtually uh, prohibited. And uh, there are very few uh, players in the financial markets and non-banking financial institutions are also uh, severely limited and banking spread is larger than in the national nationalized days. And uh, no um, uh, review report, uh, is also uh, reaffirming the commitment towards uh, the open economy uh, and uh, we agree with them but uh, uh, it, it we should also note that in the last three programs we have increased tariff regulated duties and other surcharges uh, which is actually a reversal of the openness uh, besides this we have also recently seen a massive controls on uh, current account transactions and uh, uh, for that, Pilot is suggesting that we need to develop a clear, uh, clear rules and guidelines to, uh, to set uh, a time path to the open economy. Uh, now, if we talk about uh, the uh, balance of payment, uh, the IMF uh, projections in uh, 7th and 8th review report uh, are showing that uh, our current account deficit uh, will fall and uh, it, uh, uh, by 47% uh, 
and uh, the state bank will follow the market based exchange rate now the question uh, that we should uh, ask to ourselves is that uh, what will be the real effective exchange rate given that we have placed uh, uh, different surcharges uh, tariff rates and uh, uh, excise duties what pide is suggesting uh, that we are agreeing with the imf that we should uh, focus on market based exchange rate and the state bank should not intervene in the exchange rate market and instead of focusing on uh, exchange parity uh, state bank should focus on uh, building its foreign reserves uh, and uh, know the energy sector which is uh, 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 quite uh, leading sector in the pakistan circular debt is the key issue as we all know what uh, pide is suggesting that the decentralization and management overall is the only solution but unfortunately imf sees that uh, the increasing the energy tariffs is the solution uh, what we are saying that is the increasing the energy tariff is not the solution it's the decentralization uh, is the solution so we uh, we have uh, corporatized uh, corporatized uh, discourse but only in paper um, it is unclear under which law the discos are governed over the years instead of decentralization the government footprints on the sector has become more significant pide is again suggesting independent uh, boards for these discos without any bureaucratic influence and decentralized billing system uh, with prepaid smart meterings and an elimination of uniform uh, tariff structures uh, this is the most uh, important uh, recommendation by the pide uh, because uh, there is there will be no competition when we accounts inefficient and efficient discourse uh, as one and uh, charging the consumers uh, against uniform tariff uh, tariffs so we are uh, suggesting that we should eliminate this uniform tariff section again uh, in energy sector we need some uh, planning coordinations pide is suggesting a moratorium on the uh, ipps uh, and an audit of the existing contract and we also have to develop an electricity market and the starting point would be a bilateral contract and allowing wheeling and bilateral contract and uh, lastly uh, the social protection has also been highlighted uh, in the review report uh, but the social protection has become a political instrument and uh, and uh, it is an expanding agenda um and currently if we look at the review report the expenditure stands around rupees 316 uh, billions uh pide notes that the bisp has already covered uh people far from far more than ultra poors and so we have to rethink and there are multiple protection initiatives uh, uh, provincial governments are also running their own social protections as well as the federal governments so the point to one, uh, ponder upon is that what what are the main objectives of these social pro, pro, uh, protections uh, is it not it is not clear uh, what are the objective of these social protection is it just a precursors of universal basic incomes or and secondly uh, do we have the fiscal resources uh, to do to uh, to continue these uh, social protections so uh, the, this is uh, all be, uh, of pide commentary you know if we look at the recent uh, developments that happened uh, over two months uh, imf is demanding a mini budget to uh, from the government uh, due to three reasons the first is the our revenue shortfall uh, take, uh, the, uh, the recent projections of imf as we are hearing from dif uh, different uh, news 
uh, is around 400 to 500 billions from tax revenue, while the tax revenue, uh, non-tax revenue shortfall is around 300 to 350 billions. So uh, the government is facing a revenue uh, shortfall. Same way, we are we were expecting that uh, the uh, remittance inflow will continue an increasing trend, and that will help us to service our debt. Uh, but the recent decline in, in remittances uh, is also alarming and debt service, servicing is also becoming an issue for the government. And the third uh, key issue is the government expenditures and that's why IMF is also uh, asking justification for the government how why they are uh, continuing with um, energy tariff, subsidized energy and gas tariffs to export-oriented industries and uh, Kisan packages and so on. So they have revised uh, the projections for the government. Previously, the uh, budget deficit was 4.7% of GDP. No, it's around 6%. Primary deficit, again, revised upward to 2.8% of GDP. And uh, GDP growth slashed down to 2% of GDP only, while the inflation was expected to remain 23% to 25% of uh, GDP. So th these are the recent developments. And with this, uh, I hope we will have a good discussion. Over to you, sir. <coughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So the upshot is that the IMF program may be overly focused on demand management and little um, structural reform content. And that overly focused on demand management is also forcing to a lot of governance issues, probably and not probably, but in fact, austerity, which leads to further inefficiency. And the structural issues are totally ignored and the structural issues keep multiplying and we keep trying to tax them or price them out. Um, at the same time, we are focusing on reducing openness of the economy, reducing the competitiveness of the economy. So the program design is a serious issue that I invite all academia and commentators to think about and talk about. So with that, let me turn over to uh, Hakan. Would you like to go first? Uh, thank you, Doxa, for inviting me. And uh, it's great to see Pai doing all this work under your guidance. And it's a pleasure to um, be with you. So let me start. Look, the problem you have kept in front of me is that the Pakistan issues are structural. Hain. Um, and our um, chronic growth is a BOP crisis, which I think is an approximate cause. Hai. And as, as I go along, uh, we'll talk about this. And our QFT, which is called fiscal deficit, is a structural cause. It is not a structural cause. It is not correct. But we keep going to the same doctor, which treats us with symptomatic treatment. Um, and I'm going to use this word partly, and I want audience to remember this word, which is partly by IMF. Um, because my view here is a bit different than this generic thinking that we've always been in an IMF program. Um, the diagnostic surgical treatment, uh, obviously, remains largely a miss. Um, this program, ko, a good review has been presented. Maybe some and, and we'll get a better idea. But we cannot absolve IMF. You know, IMF is not any ordinary institutions. It does an Article 4 for the whole world. It does regional comparisons, global comparisons. Pakistan has a lot of technical assistance for IMF. So State Bank of Pakistan, mein, FPR, which debt office you have mentioned um, so it's it's not that our engagement is light in this sense. Mein, or lending to member countries, you understand. If we a set pattern, agar hum us pe rahe, obviously balancing budgets, removing subsidies, because these are the things that are So I'm going to use a lot of medical analogies. Dr. knows my father is a cardiologist. So the bleeding 
needs to be stopped we go to the imf we stop that bleeding in the icu but then the general ward treatment and the surgical treatment remains a mess this is the whole hypothesis jis pe main build karunga aaj ki talk aapke sath privatization liberalizing trade removing restrictions on capital flows aur phir bailout ab 2016 ka program doctor um, 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 was also there so i was very uh, you know deeply involved with it this is what i've learned aur aaj मे बी पार्ट ऑफ दिस इज मिसिंग लेकिन एस्ट्यूट मैनेजमेंट ऑफ द प्रोग्राम हैज टू बी डन बाय द कंट्री इफ यू वॉन्ट टू रन अ स्मूथ प्रोग्राम यू नीड अ प्रोफेशनल टीम यू नीड टू बी एबल टू फ्रेम योर ओन एम ई एफ पी आई रिमेंबर सिटिंग ऑन द सिक्स फ्लोर ऑफ द क्यू ब्लॉक राइटिंग दैट एम ई एफ पी बिफोर वी वेंट राइटिंग इट विद द प्राइवेटाइजेशन टीम विद द एनर्जी टीम एंड विद ऑल द अदर टीम्स doing the regular flows so that we you know um, um, the 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 follow ups made sure that we stayed quite um, current with what was going on design of the program aur abhi hum aayenge ki ye jo design bahut acha pide ne abhi samne rakha ki kya hai isme kya kiya ja sakta hai aaj bhi kya kiya ja sakta hai to um, sail through this program dekhi cost of adjustments to hogi ab what you want to make sure is ki is it communally felt um, and it doesn't erode the capacity of the government to do two things one what i have always said imf plus for example imf plus 2016 mein kya tha wo ye tha ki aap sare energy laga rahe the we kept on doing that cpec jaise bhi chal raha tha wo chalta raha so you know there is an imf plus um this time there is no imf plus that is going on um lastly completing an imf program ye my understanding is always been is a necessary but not a sufficient um, condition for prosperity i mean this is something we have to remember very very thoroughly and pakistan seems to have missed on this account dekhiye jis tarah economy wire ho gayi hai because ye koi productive um, 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 endogenous productivity pe to grow kar nahi rahi hai so obviously you run into a chronic uh, bop crisis but jo sabse badi baat hai and i've written on this lot pakistan is in a perpetual dollar liquidity crunch aaj this is largely exasperated because there are inordinate delays in doing the reviews as you saw last time even now 3rd november was the date to do the review we are still in a delay the political uncertainty and the floods 31 arab dollar aapko chahiye imf is your anchor to make sure you don't become sri lanka that is how i view the program that is how i view our engagement with the program currently iska result aapke samne pakistan ka credit default swap कल जब मैंने चेक किया मैं कुछ फंड्स के साथ काम करता हूं वो तकरीबन 5700 पे था इफ आई रिमेंबर करेक्टली और श्रीलंका का क्रेडिट डिफॉल्ट स्वाप भी तकरीबन छप्पन पे था सो यू कैन इमेजिन वेर बॉन्ड्स इज वेरी वेल नोन एक जिट्रेनस एफ एक्स मार्केट में है सो मार्केट्स जो है वो काम नहीं हुई है इवन अस बींग इन द प्रोग्राम नाउ दैट फॉर मी इज अ कंसर्निंग एस्पेक्ट एक अनप्लीजिंग सेट ऑफ डेटा था जब जून में हमने ये प्रोग्राम किया अब जरा आपने नंबर देखें ये भी मुझे डिस्कम्फर्ट है डिस्कम्फर्ट क्यों है एटलीस्ट ये नंबर ये नहीं होने चाहिए थे बीइंग इन द फंड प्रोग्राम आठ बिलियन डॉलर के अराउंड आपके रिजर्व्स चल रहे हैं आप पांच हजार दो सौ अस्सी का आठ फीसद के करीब का फिजिकल कर रहे हैं आप साढ़े सत्रह अरब का कैड कर रहे हैं और यू नो डॉक्टर साहब और मेरे जो फेवरेट बाकी चीजें फिजिकल डेफिसिट वो नीचे मैंने लिखा है पच्चीस सौ पंद्रह सौ फूड का आई डोंट नो इफ डॉक्टर साहब नोज आई होप ही कैन एनलाइटन आस प्रोग्राम क्या है वो वही है जो आपने बताया एक्सचेंज रेट रैशनलाइजेशन ऑफ सब्सिडीज पीडीएल से आई हैव नॉट एग्रीड विद द पीडीएल सो दिस इज माय थिंकिंग आई थिंक पीडीएल एट फिफ्टी रुपीज 
when we set pdl um, and 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 i was one of the uh, people who who wrote pdl uh, this was always when there you have a falling fuel prices you come in with pdl and um, because ye us pool mein nahi jata jo paise puri provinces ko jate hain so you make money for the center because nfc ki wajah se paise center ke bahut kam reh gaye the तो हमने सेल्स टैक्स को कम किया और पीडीएल लगाया बट इसका मतलब ये नहीं था कि एक हाईली इन्फ्लेशनरी एनवायरनमेंट में भी हम पीडीएल को उसी तरह रन करें तीन परसेंट का फिजिकल है सात आशारिया नौ से चार आशारिया नौ की करेक्शन यहाँ पे जून 2022 में जब प्रोग्राम निगोशिएट हुआ तो हमें सोचना चाहिए अब टैक्स की बहुत अच्छी बात की है टैक्स मेरे ख्याल है कि इस वक्त तक इस प्रोग्राम में साढ़े सात सौ के मेजर्स लगे थे जब मैं मई उन्नीस में था टेबल पे उसके बाद भी लगते रहे बट अगेन द रियल वीकनेस इज ऑन आर एडमिनिस्ट्रेटिव साइड सो द बल्क ऑफ द फोकस गोज ऑन द पॉलिसी साइड वेयर द बल्क ऑफ द वीकनेस द स्ट्रक्चरल वीकनेस इज ऑन आर डिजिटाइजेशन ऑटोमेशन एंड ऑल दी अदर थिंग्स दैट वी वॉन्ट टू डू एंड देन द न्यू टैक्सेज वेदर दैट्स एग्री और ऑन द रियल इस्टेट you know they they remains a mess ab expenditure side bahut achhi baat ki uh, ahmed ne bahut hi lukewarm response i mean pensions pe kuch nahi hai um, so i i i would have put pensions uh, i don't want to overload a program because then it's hard to uh, fulfill but not doing pensions at this stage and running a 500 billion pensions ka expenditure i don't think that's justified इन्वेस्टमेंट साढ़े चौदह फीसद से ऊपर चली जाएगी लास्ट ईयर तेरह शारिया दो फीसद थी आई अगेन डोंट सी दैट हैपनिंग एज वेल सो आई थिंक ये भी रीडिजाइन करने की जरूरत है डेट ऑफिस ये रूटीन मेजर्स हैं इनकम सपोर्ट प्रोग्राम देर इज अ रीजन आई हियर डिफर विद लॉर्ड ऑफ पीपल द रीजन आई लाइक इनकम सपोर्ट प्रोग्राम इज that it is given us a data of 9 million households who we can reach we reached uh, in covid uh, we can reach now so at least a very sound database has been created i mean one would tend to agree ki aap logon ko paise dene ke bajaye honar sikhaye wo ek 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 farak level ki guftagu hai but um, i i tend to agree and funds been good humne 17 arab se ye shuru kiya tha program um, jisko aap ehsaas kahein benazir income support kahein aaj i think 350 pe hai fund ke hote hue bhi hum ye karte rahe and uh, at least we are reaching uh, some people energy critical hai circular debt management program 2014 mein likha gaya tha mujhe yaad hai kuch log abhi i think is waqt maujood hain zarham is sun rahe hain inhone hamare sath baith ke likha tha aaj bhi usi ki financial engineering ho rahi hai wo kya hai ki hum ppp renegotiate kar le hum apne debt ko move kar le from phpl phpl mein hamare 8 900 arab rupaye paate hain ek cheaper privatization of discos ke bajaye ek private participation kar le i don't think that's going to work i mean if you ask me um, you know uh, i invest with these funds they are called disruption funds you know they invest in disruptive technologies jab tak aap energy sector mein disruptive kaam nahi karenge pakistan ka energy sector mujhe to theek hota hua dikhai nahi de raha 700 arab is waqt pso karta hai um, and um, um, i mean uh, you know we are in distress डाइवेस्टमेंट बहुत माइनर बैंक्स की है कब से चली आ रही है फर्स्ट वेमन बैंक की हियर लेट द प्रोग्राम डू वॉट इट्स डूइंग बट डू द हरक्यूलियन एफर्ट कौन रोक रहा है आपको कि कोई बड़ी एल एन जी की ट्रांजेक्शन ना करें दो हजार उन्नीस से इसराइल हाइनस से सऊदी अरेबिया से करने की कोशिश कर रहे हैं कतर से करने की कोशिश कर रहे हैं सो नाउ आई यू नो आई वॉन्ट यू टू थिंक लाइक दिस यू नो दिस इज द आई एम एफ प्रोग्राम उसमें हम कुछ चीजें बेहतर करने की गुफ्तु कर रहे हैं बट हम करना क्या चाहते हैं हम एक आई एम एफ प्लस करना चाहते हैं जो हमें साथ साथ करना चाहिए That even remains a mess. Or third, जो degree है वो है आपके structural काम की वो तो बिल्कुल ही remains a mess. So this is where we are operating. 
कॉर्पोरेट गवर्नेंस रूल 2013 में मैंने पाकिस्तान के लिए लिखे इसलिए लिखे कि कोई एसओईस को मैनेज किया जा सके वो 2016 में अपग्रेड हुए अब हम चाहते हैं कि हम एक नया लॉ बना दें मैं तब भी कहता था कि ये कंपनीज ऑर्डिनेंस के अंदर कंपनीज चलती हैं ये सरकार में इसलिए नहीं चलती कि हमारी डिसीजन मेकिंग जो है वो वीक रहती है इसके अलावा इसका मतलब बाकी चीजें बट हमने फिर एस लॉ दे दिया है कि हम एक एस लॉ बनाएंगे उस लॉ में आप देखेंगे अभी भी वो अप्रूव नहीं हो सका एंड आई एम होपिंग वो अप्रूव करा लेंगे एंटी करप्शन सही बात की आई एम नॉट गोइंग टू डू इट अब एक चीज याद रखिए कि इस मैक्रो एनवायरमेंट को भी आई कंट्रोल कर रहा है वो कैसे कर रहा है देर इज अ फ्लोर ऑन दी नेट इंटरनेशनल रिजर्व एस बी पी सीलिंग ऑन एनडीए एंड ये एक टेक्निकल बात है बट इसको भी बगौर देखा है आई एम एफ का प्रोग्राम जो है वो एक बड़ा होलिस्टिकली चल रहा होता है एम ई एफ पी को लेकर प्रायर एक्शन क्वान्टिटेटिव परफॉर्मेंस क्राइटेरिया इंडिकेटिव टारगेट और स्ट्रक्चरल बेंच मार्क्स अब हमने ये तो बात कर ली कि हम कुछ बेहतरी कैसे कर सकते हैं बट पाकिस्तान इज एन वेरी वेरी डिसकम्फर्टिंग पोजिशन ये मैं क्यों कहता हूँ ये मैं इसलिए कहता हूँ कि जब फ्लड्स हुए तो सही अहमद ने भी कुछ चीजों का जिक्र किया अब पाकिस्तान को इस वक्त क्रेडिबिलिटी क्रिएट करने के लिए क्या करना चाहिए बींग इन द फंड प्रोग्राम प्लीज प्रेजेंट अ मैक्रो एंड फिजिकल फ्रेमवर्क अपना मैक्रो और फिजिकल फ्रेमवर्क सामने रखिए वो बेस्ड हो उस मैक्रो मॉडलिंग पे जो हमने बहुत कोशिश की कि फाइनेंस में भी बने प्लानिंग में भी बने स्टेट बैंक के पास वो मौजूद है कि आपका फिजिकल फ्रेमवर्क है क्या आप अगर साढ़े तीन फीसद जब फंड कह रहा था तो आप पांच फीसद कह रहे थे आप साढ़े ग्यारह फीसद की इन्फ्लेशन लेके चले थे ये सारे नंबर्स आउट हो गए हैं मार्केट्स की जिटरीनेस होने की बड़ी वजह जो है वो ये है कि आपका मैक्रो फ्रेमवर्क सामने नहीं आ रहा आपके मैक्रो फ्रेमवर्क के मेजर नंबर्स सामने नहीं आ रहे ये पाकिस्तान को सामने रख हैं फिर आप जाके फंड से बेशक डिस्कस करें ये सारी चीजें जो है ऑफकोर्स फ्लड से भी तब्दील हुई है कुछ ग्लोबल इम्पैक्ट आप छत्तीस अरब डॉलर की एक्सपोर्ट लेके चले हाईली अनलाइकली है कि आप छत्तीस अरब डॉलर की एक्सपोर्ट करेंगे एक्सपोर्ट ग्रोथ इसलिए भी रुक गई है बिकॉज ग्लोबल एनवायरमेंट तब्दील हो गई है सो दैट इज द फर्स्ट थिंग टूडे पाकिस्तान शुड डू आपने एक एग्री पैकेज रखा है आपकी एक शॉर्टफॉल पीडीएल में आ रही है आपने सब्सिडी एक्सपोर्टर्स को दी है आपने एसओई लॉ करना है टैक्स टू जीडीपी में भी आपको ये जो फंड पैसे मांग रहा है ये इसलिए मांग रहा है कि जो आपकी रीबेसिंग हो गई है जीडीपी की क्योंकि आप अब आपका जो नॉमिनल ग्रोथ है वो बहुत ज्यादा आ रही है डिनोमिनेटर बहुत बढ़ गया है तो अगर आप 7400 भी कलेक्ट करते हैं जो कि मेरा नहीं ख्याल कि आप एफपीआर पे करेंगे तो आपका जो टैक्स टू जीडीपी और एफपीआर है वो गिर जाएगा देखिए याद रखिए फंड इज नॉट ओनली अबाउट से ये पैसे मैं कहीं और से पूरे कर दूंगा क्वालिटी ऑफ टैक्सेशन जो है वो फंड आपसे बार बार डिस्कस करता है सो so, अगर आपने टैक्सेस भी रखने हैं तो आपको क्वालिटी ऑफ टैक्सेशन रखेगा मेरी बातों से आपको आज ये जरूर क्लियर होना चाहिए जो भी सुन रहे हैं कि क्वालिटी ऑफ योर वर्क डिटर्मिन हाउ वेल यू डू विद फंड क्वालिटी ऑफ योर वर्क डिटर्मिन आपकी क्या फंड के साथ प्रोग्रेस होती है एंड ऑल्सो पाथ क्या फॉलो होता है अब मेरा डिसकम्फर्ट कहाँ आ रहा है डिसकम्फर्ट क्या आ रहा है कि फंड में होते हुए एक सिग्नलिंग सबसे बड़ा इंपैक्ट होना चाहिए ये हम सब मुल्कों को कहते हैं इससे क्या मतलब है इससे मतलब है कि पाकिस्तान की क्रेडिट रेटिंग फिच और मूडीज में नीचे नहीं जानी चाहिए थी क्योंकि हम नियर डिफॉल्ट पे कैसे चले गए जबकि फंड एक फुली फंडेड ग्रॉस फाइनेंसिंग चला रहा है फिजिकल को भी देख रहा है सो इधर मैं फंड की बहुत बड़ी रिस्पॉन्सिबिलिटी समझता हूं जहां मैंने बहुत बात की है रिस्पॉन्सिबिलिटी ऑफ दी अथॉरिटीज की बिजनेस कॉन्फिडेंस गैलप का देख लें स्टेट बैंक आईबीए का देख लें विच इज मे बी मोर साउंड ऑन द इकोनॉमिक फ्रंट क्यू वन और क्यू टू को कंपेयर करें बहुत ही ज्यादा इस वक्त डाउन है पाकिस्तान में असम्शन ऑफ एफ एक्स इनफ्लोस मतलब अभी भी हकूमत कभी पिलर टू पोस्ट दुनिया में पैसे ढूंढ रही है 
जिस दिन ये फाइनेंसिंग ग्रॉस फाइनेंसिंग इकतीस अरब की हुई थी ये क्लोज डोर होना चाहिए था ताकि मार्केट्स की जिटरीनेस खत्म होती पाकिस्तान के बॉन्ड्स का इंटरेस्ट ठीक होता सीडीएस वापस 500 के करीब आता 5,700 पे है 500 के करीब वापस आता और आप सेल थ्रू करते गिवन द पॉलिटिकल फैक्टर्स बिल्कुल वो अपनी जगह है आखिर में सोलह बिलियन डॉलर के रिजर्व हाईली अनलाइकली हैं सो अगेन इसकी फंडिंग ऑफ द प्रोग्राम जो है अब जब आप नवंबर में करें तो ये सारा काम खुद कर लें फंड के सामने फिर रखें और फंड में रहें फंड के बगैर इस वक्त आपके पास कोई चारा नहीं है अब मैं इस प्रेजेंटेशन की आखिरी दो स्लाइड्स में मेरी रियलिस्टिक एक्सपेक्टेशन फंड से हमेशा क्या रही है मेरी ये नहीं रही है कि दे विल डू माई स्ट्रक्चरल वर्क मेरी ये नहीं रही है कि वो मेरे गवर्नेंस रिफॉर्म्स करेंगे मेरी ये रही है कि मैं एक डॉलर लिक्विडिटी क्रंच में हूँ एज एन अथॉरिटी उस डॉलर लिक्विडिटी क्रंच से निकालने के लिए फंड की जो सिम्टोमेटिक एंड सम फंडामेंटल चेंजेस हैं वो होने चाहिए जब मैं ये कहता हूं कि पाकिस्तान ने पार्टली ये काम किया ये मैं क्यों कहता हूं जरूर पाकिस्तान ने ये बीस बाईस प्रोग्राम किए हैं पर माजरत के साथ 2016 का वाहिद प्रोग्राम है जो एवर पाकिस्तान ने फंड का बारह रिव्यू से कंप्लीट भी किया अगर आप इस डोज में बिलीव भी करते हैं सिम्टोमेटिक ट्रीटमेंट में और विद सम फंडामेंटल ट्रीटमेंट यू स्टिल नेवर एवर वेंट बियॉन्ड टू थ्री रिव्यूज मैं 2008-9 में गवर्नमेंट में आया तो मुझे पहला चांस मिला दुबई में फंड के साथ मिलने का और वो हम प्रोग्राम क्लोज करने गए थे विद इन यू नो कोई कुछ रिव्यूज हुए और हमें फंड सो ये याद रखिए दैट्स वाई यूज द वर्ड पार्टली आई सेड आई विल एक्सप्लेन इट यू सो आई एम एक्सप्लेनिंग now you avoid a full blown crisis by doing what i just explained you to do do your own homework good quality taxation mefp complete the things that you've agreed with the fund make a new macro and fiscal framework put it on the table of course ye sari cheeze competence aur professional team require karti hain i hope ke pai dis mein madad karega iske alawa kuch twin deficits behtar ho jayenge i can put some numbers but main macro modeling ke bagair wo numbers nahi rakh sakta ye conjecturing hai meri ke main kahun 2% hoga 3% hogi growth i want to see that macro model usme sare number wahan se niklenge qfd mein koi farak nahi padega quasi fiscal deficit usi tarah chalega mera nahi khayal pricing changes se jo fark pad sakta hai wo shayad पड़ जाएगा बट बहुत कोई रिमार्केबल फर्क नहीं पड़ेगा पॉसिबल अपटेक इन एसपीपी रिजर्व सो दैट वी सेल टिल एफ आई ट्वेंटी थ्री आई वुप मार्केट वुड मूव मोर ऑर्डरली बट मेरी ये प्रोडिक्शन गलत हो गई है मार्केट हैव नॉट people will see a slowing growth and a much higher inflation और largely अहमद ने सही कहा कि ये cost push से आएगी सो लेट मी एंड कि इससे मेरी अब रियल एक्सपेक्टेशन क्या है इससे रियल एक्सपेक्टेशन ये है कि पाइट जैसे लोग हमारे जैसे लोग ये समझ सकें कि पाकिस्तान के बाइंडिंग कंस्ट्रेंट्स ऑन सस्टेनेबल ग्रोथ जो हैं उनको बहुत बड़ा नज चाहिए मच बियॉन्ड द रेलम ऑफ एन आईएमएफ प्रोग्राम और ये भी समझ सकें कि कंट्री का जो लॉन्ग टर्म ग्रोथ है वो एक्सक्लूसिवली डोमेस्टिक प्रोडक्टिविटी ग्रोथ से उसका ताल्लुक है नए पैसे आने से नहीं है अगर हम ये चीजें समझ सकेंगे फंड का प्रोग्राम लिक्विडिटी क्रंच रिमूव करेगा कुछ उसके साथ एडिड चीजें चीजों को संभालेंगी और ऑर्डरली करेंगी और ये चीजें मैं आपके सामने रख रहा हूं कि ये सर्जरी मैंने शुरू कहा था कि हमारे डॉक्टर्स ने करनी है जिस दिन भी डिसाइड करेंगे करने का आप जरूर करें और वो नंबर वन ये है कि पॉकेट्स ऑफ कॉम्पिटेंस बिल्ड करें मेरा नहीं ख्याल कि पाकिस्तान में अहमद ने रखा ये सामने के रिफॉर्म एग्जीक्यूटिव का होना चाहिए मैं होते हुए नहीं देख रहा मे बी आई एंड आई होप आई एम रॉन्ग पॉकेट्स ऑफ कॉम्पिटेंस चाहे वो प्लानिंग हो प्राइवेट 
प्राइवेटाइजेशन हो एनर्जी हो फाइनेंस हो इन चार में क्रिएट करिए और ये काम करने की कोशिश कीजिए एनर्जी सेक्टर में बोर्ड्स बनाना अहमद मेरे हाथ से क्योंकि ये मेरा ख्याल है कोई 10-20-25 बोर्ड्स बने होंगे ये इन चीज है मच मच दुनिया में जब तक हम अब डिस्ट्रप्टिव मोड में नहीं जाएंगे एनर्जी सेक्टर पर हम इसको हल नहीं कर पाएंगे दैट वुड बी माई थिंकिंग एग्रीकल्चर इज अ फर्स्ट नेचुरल फॉर मी ऑन दिस और कई दफा डॉक्टर साहब से इस पर डिस्कशन हुई वाई इज इट बिकॉज इट्स अ ट्रेडेबल सेक्टर अभी भी क्या आठ दस अरब डॉलर की इंपोर्ट करना पड़ रही है यील्ड्स को आप देखिए मैं हमेशा कॉटन की मिसाल देता हूँ एक आशार्य सात मिलियन पर हेक्टर आपकी है नौ दस चाइना ऑस्ट्रेलिया की है सो जब तक आप प्रोडक्टिविटी का मसला एग्रीकल्चर का हल नहीं करते इस इकोनॉमी में आप स्टेबिलिटी और फूड सिक्योरिटी नहीं ला सकते मेरा ऑर्डर यही है जो मैंने आपके सामने रखा है ऑफकोर्स क्रिएटिंग एन आउटपुट लुकिंग इंडस्ट्रियल सेक्टर ऑफकोर्स एक इन्वर्ट हो गया आई वॉज रीडिंग अ गुड रिपोर्ट um and you know and and the rest so i hope someday inshallah we will yeah. move on these things thank you khakan thank you very much good overview but i think quite frankly to use your medical analogy dekhiye he this is like going to an emergency ward fund is the emergency ward of the world and what you're saying is basically the fund is giving us repeatedly steroids to keep us alive and um, leaving the rest of the stuff to us which is fine but at the same time like a good doctor the fund should also be telling us that there are fundamental weaknesses in the economy for example the fund points out in many places that technical assistance is required and then they say technical assistance will come from adb or from the world bank or from wherever defed or whatever they name but three or four agency from where the technical assistance will come but nowhere do they mention that hey this there's local people available too so local people are knocked out as you say so the issue really is we have to get deeper we can obviously we all know ultimately looking after your body is your job not the medical emergency doctor's job and we all know that the um, that that, that uh, if we don't work hard but if the emergency doctor keeps putting us on steroids and keep giving the, uh, giving us a drug where we are kind of drug to sleep and i think quite frankly even though as you know i have worked with the imf for 30 years i've done many programs etc etc i have the knowledge but i don't think that the imf should be totally held not responsible for our problems and when you said that you we, we finished the program in 2016 we completed 12 reviews but each of them had huge latitudes each of the reviews we were given a huge amount of latitude and the quasi fiscal deficit has grown we have not fixed it the pricing problem has grown exchange rate we always every fund program i have documented every fund program the exchange rate appreciates doesn't depreciate and we talk about uh, market based exchange rate it doesn't happen khuram saab over to you hey, well many thanks i'll keep my remarks brief um, and uh, mostly just focused on the paper i've uh, spent yesterday reading through the paper just had a little bit of feedback for the for the authors and then i think we can move to uh, to do the discussion phase of this so two things i appreciated about the paper the emphasis on um, on structural reform and i think it's uh, correct uh, to say and i think many people had pointed this out back in july 2019 as well that the program that was signed at that time was actually very weak on the structural reform side And I remember when the IMF did its um, round of meetings with various people. I was among the people that they met when they came here in Karachi, and this is something we were pointing out to them as well. 
um, they tried to argue back, not argue back, but they tried to sort of present some of the reform measures in it, saying to try and say there is a structural reform emphasis, but it wasn't really very convincing. You know, I mean, streamlining the ability to set up a company, for example, reducing the number of steps required to register a company doesn't re- doesn't count as a, a path-breaking structural reform of, a, of some sort. Uh, except for the, um, the state bank autonomy bill, uh, but that hasn't really turned out to be uh, that big of a deal. I mean, we've got an autonomous state bank on paper, but we don't really have an autonomous state bank in reality. I mean, it's not behaving like an autonomous central bank. Um, and quite possibly in this country, you can't have one. Um, but in any case, uh, the, I think the author's emphasis on structural reforms is um, uh, is good. We can discuss and debate whether the kind of structural reforms they advance are, are the, uh, the right ones or it should be something different. Uh, but nevertheless, I think that mantra should be kept up and uh, we should keep reminding um, all of our respective audiences that until Pakistan gets its structural house in order, gets its house in order in terms of, it, of uh, deep-rooted structural reforms, we're never going to be out of this cycle of finding ourselves bankrupt every few years and asking for assistance. Uh, the other thing I appreciated uh, from the part of the authors was um, um, a renewed focus on redistribution and redistributive uh, politics. I think that uh, economics, sorry, I think that is particularly required now more than uh, ever before in the past because we are coming out of a phase uh, of a very malign form of growth uh, that that happened in this country that aggravated the deficits, it aggravated the imbalances in the economy, it aggravated inequalities because this growth specifically was premised on uh, putting more and more public resources into the hands of the rich. Um, in the hopes that they will invest and that that investment will create jobs and those jobs will create incomes. Um, But nevertheless, um, I think uh, at a time like this, uh, redistribution is something that should be uh, near the top of the policymakers' agenda. Question is how to do it. And uh, I agree with uh, Hakan Saab that uh, the uh, social protection measures in place right now are, are inadequate for the task. Assuming I understood you correctly, Hakan Saab, uh, I'm not saying that they should not be pursued, but I'm, I'm saying by all means, do everything you can through the existing social protection mechanisms, but it will not be enough. Um, I think we need more ideas on this side, more work to... Uh, perhaps even rope in the provincial governments to figure out. Uh, Surprisingly, COVID was a good time in which to actually have developed robust mechanisms for uh, social protection, but also support uh, for unemployed and uh, and, uh, maybe a move towards universal basic income if uh, something like that is possible in a country like Pakistan. There was an ideal opportunity at that point in time uh, to really ramp up our thinking uh, on this direction, but instead we used that opportunity to come up with amnesty schemes instead, and um, and and sort of blew it. You know, amnesty schemes, negative real interest rates, and the oldest of the old ideas on how to boost uh, uh, growth uh, using means that aggravate uh, the 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 deficits and its imbalances. 
So I think the emphasis on redistribution is something that I would uh, encourage the authors to please take up as a subject matter of a separate paper and and think it through very deeply and come back to us with further ideas on uh, on how this can be developed further. Um, two areas in which I would ex I would ask the authors to uh, possibly rethink some of the th lines and positions that they have taken. Nadeem, I will disagree uh, partially with you and with Hakan Saab regarding the roots of inflation in the country today and with what the authors of the paper are saying. I think uh, we need to take the monetary roots of the current bout of inflation very, very seriously. There is plenty of evidence uh, that money supply growth was out of control in the 18 months running between June 2020 and December 2021. This is not something to just sort of proclaim and say, we've all seen the headlines about supply chain disruptions and whatnot. The task before us is a slightly, is slightly more complex to disaggregate the drivers behind the current bout of inflation. To do that, I would encourage you to take another look at uh, the, the monetary uh, uh, aggregates in those 18 months. Um, look at them against uh, the trend lines of the past 15 years. Our real money is real money supply growth. If you divide it by inflation, okay, just take broad money divided by the CPI index and plot that for the past 15 years and Tell me if the trend lines post June 2020 are going higher than where they should be based on where they were for the past decade. If so, then that money supply, that incremental distance between where you are and where the trend line says you should be um, is inflationary. It means and it signals that there will be inflation a year or 18 months down the road. So uh, are we seeing that happen or not? Uh, number two, please help me understand why, if this is purely supply-side inflation, why is it so broad-based and why is the broad-basing of it so evident um, from the period roughly around uh, like April, May of 2021 onwards. Uh, number three, please also help me understand if it's supply-side driven, why are inflationary outcomes in Pakistan so much more aggravated? compared to our regional peers in India and Bangladesh. They have been hit by the same supply side pressures that we have been. Why are our, they have inflation too, but why is our inflation uh, so much more aggravated by comparison to theirs? Help me also understand why the inflation today is more aggravated compared to the inflation outcomes of 2010 or 11, which were also taking place in the midst of a supply side shock. In fact, oil prices were higher back then than they are today and higher for a prolonged and protracted period. Just answer a simple question for me. Why is it that when we had a $100, $100 plus oil back in 2011, and in fact, for four years running, we had $100 plus oil or somewhere around that, uh, the, 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 that time period, prices at the pump were not what they are today, right? I know the answer. I know what you will say. You will say the exchange rate is what is different between then and now. And then I ask you to tell me, is that not a monetary factor? Right? Is money supply expansion, when you go on a rupee printing spree of the sort that they went on from June 2020 till uh, December 2021, is that not going to hit the exchange rate? Will you not have more rupees chasing fewer dollars? 
And will that exchange rate devaluation, which itself is a monetary phenomenon, a reflection of monetary factors, will that not be, uh, will that not appear on the surface as a supply side shock, whereas in reality, it's actually money supply driven? I would urge you to take the monetary routes more seriously. In your own paper, you note that broad money growth is expected to rise by 12% in the forthcoming year. You, uh, you say that that is a very low amount. You know, given the GDP growth rate, given that GDP is about to grow less than 3%, actually a 12% increase in broad money supply is actually quite a lot. It's not very little. Um, there is a school of thought which says that uh, money supply increase should not outpace the increase in the supply of goods and services in the economy. Which means if your economy or particularly your commodity producing sector is growing at 3 or 4%, your money supply growth should not be higher than that for any protracted period of time. Um, so, so I would urge you to maybe consider that more seriously and think through the ramifications that this has for interest rates. Uh, I don't want to argue that uh, we should have 25% interest rates or even 20% or even 15%. Um, I, I, I find it very crude uh, the, what the textbook says about the connection between interest rates and, um, and, and uh, expected inflation. I think there are more complex factors at play. But, uh, you know, uh, nevertheless, uh, where do we stand in terms of our monetary aggregates currently? And uh, how do we rectify that underlying, uh, those underlying imbalances, if there are any, would be another interesting thing I would like to see come out of the, from, from the present authors. Similarly, I would urge you to take import growth a little bit, um, you know, uh, give it a second look. Uh, you mentioned in the paper, for example, that Pakistan's import growth has been per capita has been lower over the past decade compared to de developing countries. Fair enough. Um, but uh, I will simply uh, say that looking at import growth on per capita basis is not convincing. Okay. It's not how many people you have that determines whether your imports are sustainable or not. It's your ability to pay for those imports. So put that import growth in the context of Pakistan's uh, ability to earn foreign exchange reserves, first of all. Uh, I would like to see the use of more sophisticated, uh, um, shall we say, uh, ratios in order to assess Pakistan's external uh, sector sustainability and how it has evolved over the past decade. Um, I would like to know, for example, uh, that our external debt repayments for the past 15 years as a proportion of our net current receipts. So you take external debt repayments over the past 15 years for every single year. Uh, and for that particular year, just divided by exports plus remittances and multiply by 100 and plot that percentage and tell me where that line is going. That will be a much more meaningful uh, uh, line to tell me about what is happening with Pakistan's external debt, external uh, uh, sustainability. And it is clearly on a declining path, um, unmistakably so. Um, I think we, uh, all of us, I'm not an economist, contrary to, uh, sorry, uh, Nadeem, but you introduced me as one. I write on the economy, but that doesn't make me an economist. Uh, I'm actually a journalist uh, who just happens to cover the economy. Um, but all of us, you know, whether economists, whether policymakers or whether journalists have, I think, a bit of a, a responsibility 
to guide the public conversation um, in in a direction to increase awareness about Pakistan's growing structural vulnerabilities, because these vulnerabilities are taking us to a very bad place collectively. I think we all we all know that. Uh, but sadly, I think there are not many people beyond uh, our limited community that yet realize this um, uh, fully. And um, I think uh, papers of the sort that have just been written um, uh, and put out by PIDE uh, play a very valuable role in uh, in promoting that. But I would also then encourage that uh, the authors do not shy away from the political controversies that your statements may well land you in. Do not be afraid of that. Uh, the economy, I've rarely seen the economy more politicized than it is today. Uh, there are powerful narratives that are right now competing for the the, the common man's uh, or even the layperson, uh, the educated layperson's attention. Uh, one narrative is saying everything was going well until the vote of no confidence and then suddenly everything fell apart. Another narrative says, no, the pressures were a long time in building up and happened independently. And the unraveling of those growth rates happened independently of the vote of no confidence. Uh, whatever findings you put out that either support or challenge either of these narratives are going to become or, or, or begin to play out on a political space. Don't be afraid of that. Uh, this is part of the responsibility that we all have to play in order to um, do our part in advancing uh, the cause of uh, economic awareness um, so that uh, the, the right environment can be made uh, to, to make the right kind of decisions of the sort that maybe, you know, Hakan Saab was pointing out and uh, of the sort that Nadeem has been urging for, I think, more years than he cares to count. Uh, I'll stop at that, and I'd be very keen to hear uh, from from the audience from here on. Thank you. Thank you, Khuram Saab. Thank you very much. I think it's wonderful. Uh, good comments. I agree with you on the monetary policy issue. No disagreement. Yes, of course, monetary policy is very important, and monetary policy does uh, cause inflation. As Friedman said, inflation is everywhere a monetary phenomenon. There's uh, no question about that, and certainly money growth uh, helped um, increase this. But I think the mistake that we often made make on inflation is we uh, we don't distinguish between the trend inflation and the short-run inflation. And we have to figure out what the trend is, what the short-run is. And yes, of course, we should need, we need a lot more work on that. And absolutely, we should do that. Um, and the second point on, on imports, um, I, again, I think you made a good point. Imports and our ability to debt service are a very important question and we should talk about them. But I think quite frankly, our ability to, all these issues, underlying all these issues that the fund doesn't talk about, nobody talks about really, is whenever we do economic analysis, whether it's monetary policy or whether it's uh, uh, the IMF program, when Hakan was talking about the model, the financial programming model, for example, the fundal, fundamental assumption, I used to teach that for many years, the fundamental assumption in, 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 in a financial program um, um, is really what the growth rate is going to be over the coming period or whatever. And we tend to subsume it then. The growth rate is assumed and then we tend to subsume it because remember, all our um, macro variables are deflated by the GDP. And we can only discuss those in terms of ratios of GDP. Otherwise, it doesn't make any sense. Those real variables don't, uh, nominal variables don't mean much. And even when you deflate them by inflation, they don't mean much unless you scale them by GDP. So that's a very important component to think about. And unfortunately, uh, we don't discuss growth at all in Pakistan. 
Our ability to finance debt or ability to finance the fiscal position or our ability to, to um, absorb a certain amount of monetary growth. You talked about the 12% nominal growth. Yes, you're absolutely right. I mean, nominal GDP is really just, um, you know, growth rate uh, plus the uh, rate of inflation. And so your nominal GDP is really trying to figure out how much of an inflation rate you will accommodate. So if it's, if it's a 12% growth rate and 3% um, growth, uh, sorry, 12% nominal GDP growth and 3% real GDP growth, you're accommodating a 9% inflation growth. And we all know that some inflation should be accommodated. Now the question is, what is the target rate? We have to think about that and talk about that. So these are all issues that I wish we could discuss. Unfortunately, there's not much demand for these issues in Pakistan. That's why we thought we'd do this. And we'd like to do this more often because at least our students will get some education and that's important. So I thank you for your comments. Let's try and go to uh, take some questions now. Mahmood Khalid. Uh, sir, thank you very much. Uh, really uh, thought-provoking discussions from all the three uh, panelists. Uh, my simple question um, from the panelists or specifically to Dr. Khakan Najib is that um, how does he consider the budget strategy paper to be the only uh, single macroeconomic framework which we uh, often see in terms of how the fiscal policy is making. And the second question about the taxation side is specifically that we normally set it when we have the expenditure layouts for us. And on top of that, when the IMF comes in, then they have to put some extra pressures in terms of uh, delivering to their needs. And often we see the many budgets also coming into the picture. So do you think that uh, such kinds of policy which are under the influence of IMF uh, is not only distorting the way a good policy making is being done and it is further creating uh, problems? Uh, the second question which I would like to uh, ask him is about the way we are trying to manage our balance of payment accounts. Uh, our deficits are being created from the current account side. And it is financed on a perpetual basis from the capital account side. So do you think that it is going to work in a long-term sense where one deficit is potentially financed by another side's borrowing, which is uh, debt, which is not going to be repaid by itself? So how does that fit in in terms of long-term management of the balance of payment side. Thank you. So, the BSP is a document that we were going to the uh, cabinet. Um, so, how are we thinking about the budget? And uh, it was actually a document which should have been then open to the academia, which should have been open to the local doctors, uh, which should have been open to Pied and all the others to give input into it. We made it in finance and cabinet se ek sarsari si uski um, discussion hoti thi aur you know ke sabse zyada baat hoti thi doctor saab ki jo last appointment thi as deputy chairman ke pnd mein kitne project hain aur un projects mein se kya ho raha hai and that was of interest of course to the policy ye badi achhi baat ki aapne ke sarsari discussion hoti aur sara focus projects pe hota hai sorry Thank i have to interrupt that no, no. Achha, ye hoti thi. Achha, ab baat process let's open it to academia, let's open it to uh, institutions like PIED or thodi si local input le, ye aapko ek credence bhi deki, ek credibility bhi deki, aur aapko fund se baat karne ki ek power degi. Main aapko ek how did Doc Sab ne kaha, main, um, 
करना चाह रहा बट के बारह रिव्यूज में बहुत सी चीजें मनवाई गई आई होप के एक वीडियो बन रही होती पार्क हायट दुबई के उस कमरे की जहां पे ये निगोशिएशन हो रही थी उसको बहुत बेहतर किया जा सकता है अब आप देखें कि हमने अभी जनवरी में बजट दिया है उसकी आज सेंटिटी तकरीबन खत्म हो चुकी है टैक्सेशन पे भी खत्म हो चुकी है उसकी सैंक्टिटी ग्रोथ पे भी खत्म हो चुकी है फ्लड्स का जरूर इंपैक्ट है बट हम शुरू ही इतनी बड़ी एडजस्टमेंट से हुए थे सो ऑफ कोर्स आई थिंक ये बजट स्ट्रेटजी पेपर अगर एक डॉक्यूमेंट है आपका हम वैसे एक तीन साल का मैक्रो फ्रेमवर्क भी बनाते हैं बट द्वालिटी ऑफ दैट फ्रेमवर्क द डिस्कशन दैट इज रिक्वायर्ड इज 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 रियली आई मीन ऑफ अ डिफरेंट कैलेबर ऑन योर करंट अकाउंट क्वेश्चन देखिए मेरा ये ख्याल है कि करंट अकाउंट पर से रन करना इज नॉट अ बैड थिंग करंट अकाउंट को फाइनेंस करने की अबिलिटी रखना जो है वो सबसे बड़ी बात है पाकिस्तान हम सेविंग्स तो लेंगे दुनिया की सेविंग्स लिए बगैर तो मसला नहीं चलेगा आपने मतलब इन्वेस्ट करना है पाकिस्तान में अब ये आपने सही बात की है उसको फाइनेंस करना सबसे बड़ी बात है एक मैं इसमें सजेशन जो है गवर्नमेंट को आप दे रहा हूं वो ये दे रहा हूं कि यार अपनी कंपनीज को कहें कि वो बाहर जाकर खुद अपनी मशीनरी को फाइनेंस करें सो लेट मी रिपीट दैट फॉर यू What am I trying to say here? The financing of the current account will come down substantively. अगर आप अपनी companies को भी देखें ना सारा बोझ जो है discussion का वो चला जाता है कि सरकार की competence क्या है और उसने क्या करना है हमें ये भी देखना है ना कि आपके पास कौन सी ऐसी companies हैं जो internationally अपने बलबोते पर चाहे वो you know the good ones हो वो launch करें और capital expenditure differently finance करने की capacity रखें These are the ideas that you really need to start debating. ये चीजें इतनी मुश्किल है नहीं है जितनी आप दिखाई देना शुरू हो गई है डॉक्टर साहब मैं आपके एक पॉइंट पे कॉमेंट करना चाह रहा हूं आपने बहुत अच्छी बात की और यही मैं बार बार कहता हूं कि अगर आप फंड को ये कहेंगे ना कि वो आपको ये बताए कि कौन से बिजली घर चलाने हैं या कौन से बिजली घर लगाने हैं या डिस्को कैसे बेचना है ये उनका काम नहीं है वो बार बार मतलब बारह रिव्यूज वो और चार रिव्यूज मैंने इस प्रोग्राम के करवाए हैं वो बार बार एडीबी और वर्ल्ड बैंक के पास जाते थे कि आप बताएं क्या करना है मैं ये कहता था और अब भी कहता हूं कि उन्होंने भी करके देख लिया है अब वक्त वो आ गया है कि फंड पे प्लीज ना रिलाई करें इस चीज की चाहे वो प्लानिंग कमीशन हो चाहे वो पाइड हो जो भी हो वो खुद इस चीज को आगे लेकर चले क्या फंड आपको रोक रहा है कि एलएनजी पावर प्लांट्स ना बेच दें क्या फंड आपको रोक रहा है कि आप डिस्कोज में जाके सर्जरी ना कर दें कहाँ रोक रहा है आज तक फंड ने सीपैक नहीं रोका 2013-16 में फुली हम चला रहे थे उसको तो बाकी कैसे चीज रोक सकती है ओनस हमारे पे है दुनिया में ग्रोथ उन ममालिक ने किया जिन्होंने ये ओनस अपने पे लिया है नहीं लेंगे तो मुश्किल में रहेंगे आई वुड बी कीन टू नो व्हाट क्वेश्चन द आईफोन वांट्स टू आस्क जी एग्जैक्टली आई एम गोइंग टू आईफोन आईफोन गो हेड आइडेंटिफाई योरसेल्फ एंड आस्क द क्वेश्चन जी माय नेम इज दानियल अजीज आई एम गुड जॉब प्रोविजनिंगस्ट 2022 even though in previous reviews they have spoken very loudly about having a uh, at least a slightly positive real interest rate 
primarily to control inflation. Um, and in the February review that they did, they had pegged the projections of inflation at 10.4. However, in August, they projected it at 21% uh, headline inflation. So uh, with our current uh, uh, interbank offered rate at uh, 15% or the, the signal rate by the st state bank at 15%, um, clearly there's room if you want a positive real uh, interest rate to increase that to be able to to be able to reduce inflation. However, the provisioning for that, given that Pakistan government has taken on 60% of the debt of the entire banking system, the interest rate payments that the government of Pakistan would have to face had those rates gone up would uh, cause the fiscal deficit to swell, for which the, the IMF is very strict that uh, uh, that's to, to be, at least in this program, somewhat of a primary surplus. So it's a, it's a very strange thing to me that uh, knowing that the projected 21% uh, uh, inflation rate is there and that the interest rate in order to be even mildly positive would have to be raised a lot, having a reflection on the budget deficit, that that provisioning never took place. And in fact, if you look at the August 22, uh, uh, the August 2020, 2022 review, you will find that suddenly the... Uh, positive real interest rate demand, which is very loud in previous reviews, somewhat gets muted all of a sudden. So uh, for those of us who do believe that uh, inflation is a monetary phenomenon, uh, then the interest rate clearly is one of the variables that needs to be uh, modulated in order to deal with that. And that, I think, uh, is something that this document from PIDAS has completely missed. That provisioning, that was the responsibility of the IMF, in case they did believe, and they have in previous re reviews believed, that a positive real interest rate is crucial to control inflation and not provision for it in your program, uh, I think that that was something that was quite irresponsible and has a huge, uh, to the detriment of the people of Pakistan. The other thing I'd like to say is that clearly the, um, uh, uh, the, uh, problem that Pakistan is currently facing began somewhere in uh, uh, the, the early part of uh, this millennium. And in that, with the advent of the Afghan war, we saw a huge flood of dollars come to Pakistan. And that is where, uh, for those 10 years between uh, 2002 and about uh, 2009-10, that Pakistan shifted from being primarily an uh, export-oriented economy to an import oriented economy. And if you look at the documentation or the evidence for that, clearly you can see that uh, the trade imbalance went from about 0.5 billion uh, at that time, uh, it, at, in 2002-03, to uh, 31 billion now currently. So that huge explosion in the trade imbalance, the difference between imports and exports, um, is what we've been trying to finance through debt. But we created an economy that basically uh, relied on imports because we had Afghan war dollars. That transition now is something that's uh, pending because the new exchange rates that we have to follow for the market and the new interest rate, if at all we want to control inflation, would be probably somewhere around 21 22%. Uh, the current industrial base that we've developed based on that 10-year massive investment, if you look at the a gross fixed capital formation, it's huge. It's in, it's in hundreds of billions. So we invested in plant and machinery at that time because we had uh, the, the fiscal, the uh, banking space, the credit space. And now uh, that industrial base is basically not viable. 
at the current market exchange rates and current uh, interest rates if we have a positive real interest rate. So whether it's leasing cars or this whole consumer finance bonanza that came up uh, at that time under Shokat Aziz and others, and uh, the, the end literally of project-based finance after the privatization of the banking structure, all of that uh, has led us to this point where we cannot finance the imports with debt anymore because we can't get any more debt. And if we want our economy to grow, what we have to do is import. So that, that is the catch-22. And that requires a transition plan. So I thought that this document uh, didn't really uh, address that issue, that how Pakistan is going to transition from what uh, Pakistan is going to transition from what is uh, basically a khud kafalat or a, a type of an economic uh, program with industrialization to one that's based on comparative advantage. And clearly, if you go towards comparative advantage production, then agriculture is the pink elephant in the room. So uh, I think those are the two, two of the things I'd like to say, that I didn't good think point. that the paper addressed that. Hmm. Good points, Daniel. I agree with you on the, the first one that, of course, absolutely correct that the fund had not. And this happens in many fund programs. And I remember when we used to do fund programs, we had to contend with this and we had to kind of hand wave our way through it. So yes, of course, I appreciate that. Very correct. Um, oh shit, have I unmuted myself? Yes, I have. Okay. Okay, let's take the and uh, your second point. I think, yeah, I think there, I, I don't agree because I think we point to do a number of structural issues. The, the problem in Pakistan is, as everybody agrees, is that we really don't want to do the structural reform that is necessary. And to put it quite simply, as Daniel, you have told me very often, and I agree with you, that the colonial system has to go. All this is being done to preserve the colonial system of, uh, you know, the, the, the judges, the bureaucrats and, and, and the uh, controls that we have. Um, Khakan talked about the Ministry of Finance, but I think well, I, I know very well, and Khakan also probably will agree, there are hardly any skills in the Ministry of Finance. They rely on a few consultants to do the job and presume, and at some point, we keep talking about negotiating the MEFP and making the MEFP, but I don't think the Ministry of Finance has the skills. Hakan, I'll bring you in later to talk about that. Ji, Fasi Mangi, Sam. Fasi Mangi. Bloomberg, say Fasi Mangi, Sam. Fasi, Sam, can you unmute yourself? Bolie, Bolie, Fasi, Sam. Oh, Fasi, Sam, Bolie. Fasi, Sam, I can't hear you. No, sorry, Fasisa, please. Sorry. Now we can hear you. Bolie, bolie. Achha, I'm just, just wanted to make a few uh, points that uh, Forum and Khakan made. One was that Khakan said that um, in the IMF program, we're in an IMF program and the markets are still not reacting the way they are. Forum made a very good observation that external sustainability, how it's declined over the years. So my question to all three of you is basically, um, are we, I mean, the gross financing is 31 billion. We're having difficulty meeting it this year, this year. Is this problem going to just keep growing? And maybe we're not seeing a default in the next six months, but are we seeing a default in the next five or 10 years? Can I take that first, please? Go ahead. Nadeem? Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Uh, uh, yes, I think five to 10 years, it's almost a given. 
just look at the trend okay i mean anytime you want to look 10 years or 5 years into the future just look about 20 years into the past and see what uh, the line that is coming out of the past is showing you and what the line is showing us is that uh, if the since the year 2000 pakistan has availed itself of at least three different bailouts uh, we've been bailed out three times um each bailout with each bailout the size of the crisis that we were facing grew larger um by 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 you know by by the standards of external sustainability i think domestically then there were other aspects to the crisis and what not um each bailout was larger than the one that came before it um and with each bailout we saw a larger number of creditors participating uh in it the so number of creditors grew uh has grown with every bailout the amounts required to bail the country out have increased uh, the number of creditors required has increased further still so the game is becoming more and more and more complicated uh, and uh, if you just if we assume that this is going to continue absent any structural changes this game is going to actually continue then yes 5 to 10 years the next bailout that pakistan asks for and right now it's a bit of a i mean it's like uh, for, since 2018 it's been an endless series of bailouts that pakistan has been uh, has been asking i'm hard pressed to 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 decide whether the present calls for a bailout are part of uh, an extended sort of a bailout program for pakistan that began in 2018 and has just not ended since then or is this like a fresh round of uh, of bailouts it's it's hard to sort of you know differentiate but 5 to 10 years from now this game if something fundamental doesn't change is going to become incredibly complicated you know already it's become complicated you ask one sector they they ask the paris club for debt rescheduling uh, or debt relief and uh, they pointed to the chinese and said go ask them first and uh, you know they they went to china i don't know if they discussed debt relief but they came back saying well kuch khas mila to nahi but yes you know we've got four new corridors on cpec they went to saudi arabia asking for cash they came back with a promise to build a refinery of some sort this isn't doing it for them uh, at all the game is getting more and more complicated it means it's going to become even more complicated 5 to 10 years from now especially when the proportion of chinese debt and american debt are both or paris club debt are very very high we don't know what the relations between these countries are going to be like we're asking both of them for bailouts um so yeah i think over the next 5 to 10 years uh some kind of a decisive moment could could well be reached if the present trajectory is not altered in significant uh, you know if the present course is not altered significantly absolutely right i agree with you entirely absolutely correct we are i don't think we'll get out of fund program till 2028 2030 i think we'll remain in a fund program and thereafter the situation looks very bad unless we begin to do the reform that is necessary let me ask both of you do you think the government even has the technical capacity to make the reform hakan you was speaking a lot about the finance ministry does the finance ministry have the technical capability does the energy ministry have the technical capability to make the reform or is the imf right that adb and the world bank will come and do it and can the adb then you turn around and say adb and the world bank can't do it they can only write reports so hey something doesn't add up who is going to do the work that is necessary you talk about macro modeling you talk about mefp 
who's actually going to do that work so the, the, doctor that's the just go again urdu mein kehte hain kalidi questions that's the fundamental question right i mean you can uh, give it to the adb or you can give it to the multilaterals or you can you know uh, uh, send it somewhere to be done or you can do the macro modeling um, that the fund does in the ea wing or in the planning commission that onus is again on you right i, I when we no no no, no. Uh, khakan my question is not the onus do we even have the capacity to do it khakan i mean onus yes i've been in the planning commission i've been in the ministry of finance you've seen that i mean i don't think there's even one person baloch is the only guy who could make the budget the rest don't even know what the budget is in the in, in the ministry of planning it's asif sheikh who knows the planning uh, who knows the pstp nobody else knows we copy the same economic survey we copy the same uh, annual de- uh, development thing every year but there's nothing new there so i mean for god sakes who's doing the research in the government so absolutely right so when i said you have to start your structural reform the first thing i put as as my thing is you have to build core areas of competence in these ministries without how forgetting can the- you how can you do that in this structure in this structure where the finance secretary runs everything you've seen that even the minister of finance is behold the finance minister finance secretary sorry and the finance secretary wants to control everything how who's going to build the capacity unless the finance secretary turns over and becomes a good sort of uh, you know guy himself so one that happens and then so we are going into a different area the other of course my thing is that the politicians uh, whichever parties in power has to plan before has to get their uh, um, um, boys and girls on uh, board have people like us on their thing and then run the government once they come so that day when see i i have been with three new governments and two three caretaker setups closely and one when they arrive they 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 see the quantum of challenge that you know is in front of them that quantum of challenge should have been seen a couple of months before coming into power and then they make that competence you know ya ya secretaries karenge ya political uh, leadership karegi in dono mein se kisi ne karna hai constituency of reform aap main aur khurram aur baki jo log aaj maujood hain wo banane ki koshish karenge i think ye hai constellation which has to come together okay good good shahid saab last question shahid ji uh, thank you am i audible sir you are acha thank you ji uh, thank you khakan uh, saab and khuram uh, for this very nice talk uh, i'm shahid mahmood research fellow at pite ek do cheeze main aap se sirf aap logon ne kafi is pe baat ho gayi hai khakan saab ne baat ki thi bisp ke us pe ke ji we've got data of 900 million people दूसरा अब खैर वो बात कहीं और चली जाएगी दूसरी बात आप अभी आपने की कि पॉलिटिशियंस पे और ये सेक्रेटरीज पे डिपेंड करता है बट द एलिफेंट इन द रूम उसका भी आप नाम ले अभी शौकत तरीन साहब जो है हमारे फॉर्मर फाइनेंस मिनिस्टर उन्होंने खुद बताया था कि जी हमें जर्नैलों ने बुलाया था मैं था मिफ्ता था और हमारे साथ एक और था और जर्नैल साहब हमसे इंटरव्यू ले रहे थे कि आप लोग आगे क्या प्रोग्राम है तो मतलब क्या इकोनॉमी उन्होंने चलानी है क्या करना है उन्होंने तो यू डेंट नेम देम सो 
जस्ट मैंने उनसे एक एडिशन कर जो So they have to be there. Second, sir, you, you, always, I mean, I have a long association with you and Doctor Sab as well. Reform ki hamesha baat hoti. I mean, we say that there has to be uh, reform, and we say that your presentation can be that these are the reforms that need to be done. But these reforms, in a particular setup of, I'm, I'm strictly talking about power sector, energy sector, because I've I've, I've been there, so I. Uh, i can only talk about that i don't know anything about economics and anything else but uh, when we talk of reforms and these reforms having identified ki these are reforms to be done in uh, in pakistan uh, in our sector but have anybody done a due diligence in terms of identifying those reforms that are suitable for pakistan's typical energy sector we talk about वर्ल्ड बैंक एशियन डेवलपमेंट बैंक की बात हुई एंड वी कि एशियन डेवलपमेंट बैंक एंड वर्ल्ड बैंक वो तो कंट्रोल सी एंड कंट्रोल वी के ऊपर हैं आई मीन दे डू अ कट एंड दे डू अ पेस्ट सो व्हाट आर दोज रिफॉर्म्स बिफोर वी गो एंड हुज टू इंप्लीमेंट दैट एंड हु हैज अ रिस्पॉन्सिबिलिटी ऑफ दीज थिंग्स डन एटलीस्ट आई एम नॉट अवेयर दैट दीज रिफॉर्म्स इन द एनर्जी सेक्टर ऑल इन द पावर सेक्टर है पाकिस्तान आई मीन हुज डू दैट these are to be identified first i mean world ki jo success examples hain they might not work for pakistan there might be a requirement for pakistan to have a unique solution for it so who who would be doing that sir so in my opinion reforms ko general uh, address karke ye kehna hai ki these are to be done usse pehle karne ki ye zarurat hai ki ye honi chahiye pakistan ke liye world best examples modified because abhi tak all world best examples are being said ke ji ye pakistan ke andar yahi wali implement hone chahiye so i think that that needs to be done in in this thing sir as was so this was my comment on it sir i think very good point we have to think about home grown domestic reforms i think all three of you are saying roughly the same thing and we have to debate, develop a debate on that and that is why we at pide are trying to do this we are taking a conference to quetta as well i urge you to come join us the pakistan society of development for development economics is also doing a conference in quetta on uh, the charter of economy because we think it's an important issue to talk about and address um quite frankly my effort here at pid has been to wake up the university sector the university sector is totally ignored we've got 260 universities that are contributing nothing to public policy debate and sadly we treat them as a teach as merely a teaching institution and teachers themselves think of themselves as teachers so we've got 260 tuition centers which really don't contribute to the reform sector to answer your question yes the university sector should be involved 
should be doing reform issues but there there's a problem also the world bank and adb and imf also doesn't like to involve the university sector they only think that they can talk to a few businessmen and the ministry of finance sit in dubai and qatar and you know make a program so there are huge structural issues we have to deal with them so last words to you khuram please okay i think uh, much has been said in this we all have a lot to think about uh, from this event uh, i'll just leave us with this thought that i think the imf cannot want reform in pakistan more badly than the pakistani authorities themselves do so uh, you know i, I you, you mentioned homegrown and, uh, and what not i mean wholeheartedly increasingly over the years i've uh, come to the conclusion that uh, um, it's from among us that uh, uh, you know a, a will to reform has to first emerge uh first and foremost and then the capacities need to be found uh, and then the road map needs to be drawn and uh, but producing that will i think uh, yeah, shahid's intervention was quite critical you know we need to get the political house in order and uh, which means let the politicians run the country and get the uh, let the generals uh, run the battlefields and uh, you know let let everyone play their constitutional role but so long as the system itself is discordant and and at uh, conflict with itself um i think it's uh, futile to expect high quality decisions coming out of it mm, as a result so that's that's where i'd like to leave it um <clears throat> develop the will first then the capacity and uh, and and then uh, the, the the road map but getting the will getting to the will means uh, getting the the political decision making um where you know anchoring it where it belongs uh, and then move forward in other words you're giving us a very grim prognosis that somewhere along the line we have to hit hit rock bottom and develop a crisis that we cannot face i sincerely hope we never hit rock bottom because that's actually a state of affairs that i think a lot of people underestimate um about how bad it can get and um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah i think somewhere of the will has to emerge before we hit rock bottom realization on the part of various players who are responsible for producing that will that's not you and me nadim that's uh, you know that's not even the civil servants that's the decision making at the highest levels in the state and uh, the will over there will only emerge once uh, the over extended positions that each person that each party over there has taken you know is, is sort of unwound and people realize that there's a collective interest at stake which is larger than the individual interests they're all or the vested interests they're all seeking to protect um beyond that it's just academic talk that we're having yeah um the problem is that unfortunately many countries have gone through this this these episodes uh brazil argentina come to mind mexico comes to mind the worst is yugoslavia comes to mind the soviet union comes to mind russia comes to mind many countries have gone through these these catastrophes and they normally don't end up very well i mean i could even go forward and talk about what the genesis of the fund came about which was what keynes wrote about um, germany and which led to the creation of this so i mean you know economies they don't wake up political politicians they don't wake up in the economy economy doesn't doesn't develop a will then unfortunately the economy has a sad way of enforcing that will 
and uh, Sri Lanka is seeing it and I shudder to think of the day that it might happen to us but I don't think our politicians are ready to take the warning. Hakan, your last words please. So both of you have spoken well on the macro so let me be a bit more granular. What I'd like to see is that a full-blown crisis is avoided this year. We get the 31 billion. Fussy asked about the next two years. Next two years are pretty much looking the same, Fussy. Uh, about 35 billion is what we need um, in the uh, next two years. I, I hope we can get our act together as we go into elections. Um, and what I mean by that is that whichever government comes in has something to offer the um, people of Pakistan for the next five years at a granular level in the industry, in the ministries that we talked about, whether it's through PIDE or other universities, we built some kind of capacity by the, th the key policy actors that we've spoken about um, and, you know, ensure that we move to a um, way we, where we can get out of a perpetual dollar liquidity crunch so that the boom and bust cycles go away and we are able to build this economy um, in the next five to 10 years. Again, sorry, I don't buy this dollar liquidity crunch thing. So I, I have to come back on that. And Daniel raised the point about the, the 2000s, which is a very important point. I think part of it is manufactured because we don't understand the role of exchange rate policy. We've written a paper on this that, look, and we've had six currency crises and all of them was a failure to understand what exchange rate policy is. We keep overvaluing the exchange rate and we seem to be in love with an overvalued exchange rate, which our current finance minister is displaying. And we want to, if, if Hakan, I allow the exchange rate to depreciate, where is the liquidity crunch? Right. So the liquidity crunch only arises because we don't want the exchange rate to work. And two, because we are we have our darling industries that we want to subsidize. And even though the fund pays a lot of lip service subsidies, those subsidies are never removed. The SROs, I was just looking at a chart of the SROs, they're still pretty much there. And at the same, well, they've declined a little bit, but not a lot, a lot. But that they've declined because we have tried to shove under the carpet the regulatory duties and the surcharges, et cetera, et cetera, because those are all kind of SROs too. So if you take all those into account, the SROs, the subsidies have increased. So I don't buy this liquidity crunch nonsense. I think, quite frankly, we have a solvency crisis. Face it. I know, Hakan, you hate to face it. We've had this debate many times. But I think it's worth having a debate in public, too. So justify to me, how is it that we don't have a solvency crisis and we have a liquidity crisis? I think we have a deep solvency crisis. You tell me that $35 billion is a financing gap, okay? That, if you think about it, is 10% of GDP. So if you think about it, for the next three years, we add 10% of GDP to our debt figure. What kind of sustainability map are we looking at? Quickly. So, Doctor, quickly, if you look at the 35 billion or so that I'm talking about, uh, a big part of it is, of course, coming from CAD. So, um, uh, as I said, if you start managing your economy properly, and I said CAD financing has to change. And if you fundamentally change that you take about 12 billion out of this equation. So you end up again between 22 to 24 billion dollars, which for a country like Pakistan is easily, easily financeable. Um, and, and, and you can go through that. Um, you can use solvency, which is a higher um, uh, order word than what I use as always dollar liquidity crunch. Um, you can use, but here's the thing. So you bring your CAD down slowly to very, very manageable levels. Your financing needs, which is your amortization, again, as I say, the good thing about the fund here is that it gives you these tables where you can find these numbers, which otherwise uh, we talk without. 
So you are looking at about 22 to 24 billion dollar needs of amortization in the next um, uh, three to four years, which for Pakistan, I don't think is a big deal. No, but Khatan, how about this, what I'm, what I'm suggesting to you? Exchange rate, for example. If you let the exchange rate go, right? If you let the exchange rate go, maybe it'll go to 300, 400, whatever. Would that not solve a lot of the current account problem? No, I don't think so, Doctor. Doctor, I think you're using just one instrument, right? A current account um, is also coming from what you're doing on the fiscal side. So it's not only the exchange rate that I have to manage. I have to manage my fiscal side. If I'm not managing my fiscal side, my card is not going to come down. So it is a number of instruments that you will use to make sure yeah, that your CAD is managed. Of course, the exchange rate, which you have used. You know, um, if you look at rear, um, so it, it kind of does tell us that you have used it. Um, but you've not used your fiscal. Look at your fiscal for the past three years. It's 8% of GDP, Doxa. How can you bring your CAD down if you're running in 8%? And that's just fiscal. Our favorite fiscal, which is the quasi-fiscal, is an addition, which is, of course, a liability of the government of Pakistan. Oh, so let me turn to Khuram Sahib again. Sorry, I said we should finish, but let's finish. But Khuram Sahib, quickly. Let's say if the solution is, as Khakan says, let's do the fiscal as, as well as the current account. Can I say, if you put a halt, because I think this is also important, the PSTP is really destroying our politics. So can we put a halt on politics for the next, sorry, on, on the PSTP for the next 10 years? We say no more PSTP and let the exchange rate go to 400. Will that solve the problem uh, for him, sir? Nadeem, I mean, look, hypothetically, we can discuss these things. I think on, on paper, we can sort of uh, plot out what, what impact this would have. But I think realistically, I don't think that's possible. Um, I think we'd have to also consider the losses that would mount as a result of projects that are, you know, part of the way through implementation that would suddenly be halted. Um, and uh, so we can keep them. Let's say no new projects. We can keep those. Let's say no new projects for the next 10 years. Uh, uh, Sab, what do you think? No new projects for the next 10 years. I think that we should do yeah. anyway. Eight trillion ka khuram saab piche se aapke aara hai uh, uh, jo aapne... Nine trillion. Okay, nine okay, nine okay. Achha, sorry, Dr. Saab is more updated. So nine trillion ka aara hai. Aapko dhas saal toh koji project karna hi nahi chahiye. Uh, that is very simple. Aapko ye bhi sochna hai ki kya baaki mamalik jo hai. Ab again, Dr. Saab, let's have another session ke current account ki management kaise honi chahiye fiscal ki management because hum is realm mein ja rahe hai. Current account or fiscal key management ke baare mein aapko ideas agar laane hai toh aapko sochna hai ki क्या आपको पीएसडीपी को फिजिकल का पार्ट रखना चाहिए या आपको सोचना चाहिए कि ये डेवलपमेंट एक्सपेंस है और लेट्स से हम उसको बहुत अच्छा कर देते हैं आप प्रोजेक्ट से निकलकर आप वाकई ही प्रोग्राम्स में चले जाते हैं व्हिच आर एनहांसिंग द कैपेसिटी ऑफ द इकॉनमी टू बी मोर प्रोडक्टिव सो यू नो यू हैव टू स्टार्ट थिंकिंग ऑन दोस लाइंस एंड ये ए तो अगर 9 ट्रिलियन का है तो फिर तो फ्रीज कर देना चाहिए और जब ये क्लियर होगा फिर दोबारा शुरू कर देंगे उसको बिल्कुल सही जी खुरम सर आई मीन I, th I think I would look to people like uh, Hakan Saab for answers to these questions, Nadeem. I wouldn't really put myself in a position where I would answer them. Okay. But yeah, I mean, sure, no new... Pro I, I don't think Pakistan can afford to go on any kind of a spending spree over the next, you know, foreseeable number of years. Hmm. That much hmm. is evident. Thank you. Thank you, folks. Thank you very much. We had a very good discussion. Thank you, Hakan. Thank you, Khuram.
for elevating the debate. Inshallah, PID will continue to do more of such debates to try and involve more and more of you because I think we really need a country dialogue. Um, I don't think these dialogues are useless because they do create an environment of thought. And perhaps, perhaps, maybe, um, you know, a few decades later, politicians might begin to listen to us because after all, when you think about it, the liberalization, privatization dialogue started off like this. I can take some credit. PID did start Kamal Saab here. Many people started the dialogue on, on uh, liberalization, privatization, etc. And now people have accepted that. So I think academic discussions do eventually lead to something. And uh, yes, we should continue doing them. I urge all of you to join us in these. Let's try and open up this thing. It's our country. Khakan is right. It's our country. We have to take ownership. If you leave it to the IMF, then I, I was in many countries. I was a mission on mission in many countries, mission chief, etc. I used to tell my friends there all the time that, look, guys, this is your country. I can only interfere so much. I can only write, write a report for my bosses. I can't write it for you. I can't fight your political battles for you. So I think that's a very important point to bear in mind. It's not the IMF's job. It's not the World Bank's job. But at the same time, I think it's their job also to involve academia. And we should try and carve out that relationship, but only if we do something. Thank you, folks. Thank you, Zaragam, for joining us. All the best. Khuda Hafiz.